Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Batman number 186, cover date November 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Murphy Anderson, edited by Julius Schwartz, featuring The Joker's Original Robberies, written by John Broom, art by Sheldon Moldoff and Joe Giella. And Swing with Scooter number 3, cover date October-November 1966, cover price 12 cents. Cover artist Joe Orlando and Mike Esposito, edited by Jack Miller, featuring Action at the Auction, written by Barbara Friedlander and Jack Miller, art by Joe Orlando and Mike Esposito. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Joker returns with the sensational character find of 1966, Gaggy. Gaggy makes Joker laugh in order for him to come up with new crimes. Meanwhile, Scooter, I think it's Scooter, but who knows, because all his friends look the same except for the fat one, runs afoul of the mob. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. triumph what well you know my little children's choir program yes we performed our musical extravaganza this morning david and the giants <gasps> how was it it was well received and healed my childhood trauma <laughs> tell me about it why would you heal your childhood trauma well when i was nine years old in fourth grade we started attending a new church mm-hmm. upper arlington lutheran church mm-hmm. In Columbus, the Ohio. very Upper Arlington Lutheran. Very she she. It's it's a mega church now. I wouldn't darken their doors, as my mother would say. But they were performing this very same show, David and the Giants, and I, the newcomer, clearly the most talented, was cast as David. Mm-hmm. Well, nipping at my heels was Cheryl Wyatt, mm-hmm. who said, "I think David could be played by a girl with short hair." Of course, she had short hair. Mm-hmm. Then I got the flu. And I was out for three weeks. Oh, no. And when I returned, Cheryl Wyatt had supplanted me as David. What did you play? I played a Philistine. And, of course, nobody wanted to be a Philistine. So there was, an like, 45 Israelites in the army and two <laughs> Philistines plus Goliath, who was an adult, of course. <laughs> and Goliath dies. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, God, I wish we could have grown up together. I've... Why? I was a loser. Uh, Someone who could be easily replaced. Well, you don't know who my best friends were growing up. We would have been so close. (laughs) How do you think I learned to play Dungeons and Dragons? I never learned that old stuff until about last year. No, I learned as a child because all my friends were nerds. Well, I didn't have any friends. See, that's the difference. Oh, I I I was thinking the other day about the church that I grew up in, this really conservative Mm -hmm. church. Um, It was was, was in a New Smyrna Beach Christian church. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And uh, it was a non-denominational Christian church, and it was, I mean, it was just to the right of hate. You know, it right. was not a, a pleasant place. We had a fire and brimstone preacher named sure. Calvin Warden. And I remember this girl that um, was my age, and she was so unkind, unfriendly. I won't even say her name on uh, right now, but... Just, Why stop now? No, she was just so not nice. And she was supposed to be like the, the very paragon of Christianity because her parents were the youth p- pastors or like, mm-hmm. you know, when I learned our church songs or whatever. I, you know, I wish I could just go back to my young self and say, you know what? You need to leave this church and go to a nice Episcopal church. <gasps> right. Episcopal is one step away from the devil in those circles. Oh, well, I showed them. I became Catholic when I was 18. Ha, ha, ha. Speaking of the Anglican Church, we have coronation yesterday, of course, to timestamp this episode. I haven't watched. Well, I've got it on the DVR. We can watch yes. it. Yeah, and I, um, I haven't watched it simply because I, I had the busiest day yesterday. I had the busiest day yesterday. You said that once, only softer, and you didn't blow out our levels. Go on. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I being censored? No, I just, you don't need to raise your voice to say something you already said. Okay. Okay. So I um, woke up early yesterday morning, right after you did. You got up early and hit the road to to do your children's choir dress rehearsal. rehearsal. And I went to two commencements yesterday. I participated in two commencements. Sure. Uh, so I had to be at school at nine fifteen mm-hmm. uh, for the graduate commencement. Mm-hmm. Now I am the dean of the College of Arts and Humanities and Social Sciences, and in my college we don't offer any graduate degrees, but we do offer graduate courses. So I had nothing to do but to stand at the platform party and then sit down and attend and listen to the speeches, which is lovely, and watch the students get their their, their degrees. Yes. Right. In the second ceremony, so I came, I I I went to the office after the first one, had my lunch rehearsed my song, came back. Of course, I sang with my dear friend, Yushun Liao, and we uh, we did a song before the service. We did um, Rise Up by Andre Day, because my president wanted me to do it. It was mm-hmm. a blast. We had a great time. I taught the people the chorus. They sang along. We had a good time. Then we did the ceremony, mm-hmm. and I shook so many hands, and I just was, I was, I mean, if they thought my face looked like the Joker, which of course we'll talk about today, mm-hmm. I was just so happy. I it was I was just sitting there thinking I could do this forever. I could just do this one thing for the rest of my life. It was so much fun. Did you sanitize your hands afterwards? I did wash okay. my. I washed them thoroughly Good. afterwards. But um, so I, I shook all their hands and said congratulations, and they were so and they're also nervous. They don't you know they're walking up this platform. And they don't you know it was just it was just delightful. Um, and then after that, I washed my hands. <laughs> Took all my equipment back to the office. No, 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 no. Back to the house. Quickly switched clothes. Jumped in the car. Booked it down to Silver Spring, Maryland, Mm -hmm. where I had dinner with a dear, dear friend. Mm -hmm. And then went to a concert of Clarice and Sergio Assad. He is, of course, one of the Assad brothers duo, famous classical guitarist. And his daughter is a jazz singer. And so they did a whole program of Brazilian music. Um... And she's also a composer, so they did a couple pieces that she had written. And then there was a little bit of solo guitar where he did solo guitar. And she's a pianist, too. And so, so it was a lovely, lovely concert. Well, you know, I left I left yesterday morning mm, at 8.15. And I got, no, 8.45, 8.45. I got home after 11 o'clock last night. I was wow, so tired. Yes. Did they do that one song I like? Oh, Aria, no. Yes, 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 yes. What? Yes, she did that. And I missed it? Yeah, yes, yes. No, that's Let's Go. Let's Go. Oh, that's what she did, Let's Go. Yeah. They're very similar, aren't And she does a lot of mouth percussion and stuff like that. She's singing Brazilian music. Maybe she just had candy in her mouth or something. She should spit out her gum before she sings. She had a very, very small singing voice. Well, that's what microphones are for. Uh, they could have been done better. Okay. For laughing out loud, Rob. <laughs> Complete non The clown prince of crime is back with a new hilarious henchman. Hilarious! Spoiler alert, he's not hilarious. <laughs> We're going to do is, our best to jazz up this, ep- this, this episode, aren't we? Because, the, because these comics are like... 
Wacko. Wacko. Uh, this is the sensational character find of 1966, Gaggy. <laughs> Everybody loves Gaggy. It's Gaggy, the Joker's new sidekick. Yes. Everybody um, loves a clown. He's a little person. Mm-hmm. The artist, uh, Sheldon Moldoff, has apparently never seen a little person. No. Certainly didn't take the time to learn how to draw one. Mm-mm. There are certain artists that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I should just go on naming names. Why not? John Byrne cannot draw a child. Oh. I love his artwork in every other circumstance, but his children... His, now, his children do look like little people. They do? Yeah. yeah. They look like 47-year-old little people. Okay. Running around. And so this is Sheldon Maldoff? Yes. Sheldon has, for his version of a dwarf, has drawn... Well, we say little people now. I'm, oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry he's referred to as a dwarf in the story. But right, yes, right, 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 right. His version of a little person is a child's body with a giant adult head yeah. on it. It's That's not what little people look like. No. No. Uh, I am awfully disappointed, however, reading this issue that we didn't get Billy Barty playing Gaggy in the Batman 1966 television program. Billy Barty would have been too young. Oh, no, no, Billy Barty. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I was thinking what of... What a um, missed opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You were thinking of... The actor from Willow, 1988. Warwick, uh, Warwick Davis. 1988. We just watched the series on... Well, the original series, yes, and the and the new series also has Warwick Davis. Yes, Warwick, W A R W I C K. Warwick, Warwick. Yes. So anyway, I was thinking when you said that about Billy Barty, who of course was a famous little person, yes. comic actor, in character. My actor. day, he yes. was it. Well, he was always on those um, Doctor Shrinker. He was also in Willow. Was he in Doctor Shrinker? Was he? he was we, in Doctor Shrinker. Yes, yes, he was in Willow. He played the old wizard. He was uh, inside the Sigmund costume on Sigmund Sea Monsters. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. For a little person, he got a lot of work. I'm sure you got some action on the love boat, too. Oh. The Clown Prince of Crime is back in town. You may find this shocking, but there was a time when Joker was not in every issue of Batman. This is a rare appearance. Well, not every issue, but he's like, but he's basically, he's become in in the the DC world, if you will, the film world, and maybe even the comic world. I don't really know. Yes, comic world for sure. Uh, The arch villain of Batman. But these days he was just kind of goofball, popped in every once in a while. But now he's back in town, Rob. Okay. With a new line of larcenous laughs of boffs and burglaries of mirthful menaces. (laughs) This time with the aid of one of the most unusual henchmen any costumed villain has ever recruited. You'll meet this startling newcomer as the embattled Batman and Robin do in the explosively hilarious story of The The Joker's Joker's Original Robbery. For the benefit of future historians of crime in Gotham City, we present a typical day in the underworld hideout of that Lancelot of Larceny, that grand buffoon of burglary, the Joker, and his gang. She love those stupid signs on the wall. They have areas of the room set aside for crime practicing. For designated activities. Uh, there's a safe cracking area. No dynamite permitted. It's all on the Smart. wall. Mm-hmm. Uh they have a friendly card game now there in the center. Friendly card game with an exclamation point sign on the friendly wall. Friendly card game! <laughs> and then finally, there's a mannequin with a man picking its pocket. And it says, pick pocket practice. <laughs> Over in the corner is Gaggy, the aforementioned little person who's practicing weightlifting for the enjoyment of the Joker. Mm. <laughs> As a weightlifter, you're a scream, Gaggy. Talk about screaming, Joker. Watch this. My... Then he has a piercing scream. He has a piercing sonic scream akin to the Black Canary, for those of you in the know. Mm -hmm. He screams across the room and shatters a glass. I'm assuming this is a superpower that he has because there's no device ever mentioned in association with it. Mm Introducing Gagsworth A. Gagsworthy, dwarf extraordinary, refugee from a circus, and now court gesture to the clown prince of crime. This is sad because that sounds like an aristocratic name, so he must have been kicked away from home mm. or run away to join the circus. Probably a prince. Yes. Or, or an a, heir to a throne or something. Yes. Yeah. And because he's a little person, he was denied the... the, the inheritance. Inheritance. Mm-hmm. 
his job is to keep the Joker laughing, because as we know these days, the Joker is a homicidal maniac who has no rhyme or reason for killing. No. But in the days we're reading about, he's just a goofball who likes to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Joker says, since Batman has Robin to a system, why shouldn't I have a protege of my own? Right now, I wouldn't trade Gaggy for a whole nest of Robins. <laughs> hmm. And look at this. Gaggy's worked up a disguise. A disguise, which is a carrot-shaped nose, which he puts over his own nose. Which Ta-da! Makes, which makes the Joker laugh hysterically. When I was a toddler... Mm-hmm. I meant to say tyke, but the word Todd came out, so I just went with it. <laughs> okay. We had our local television program, Lucy's Toy Shop. That's yes. Lucy with an I. I've seen some of those. Lucy was a thousand-year-old woman who wore a red and white striped pinafore dress and twitted around on her set like a dancing doll baby. Okay. And with her puppet friends, uh-huh. Mr. Uh, Dragon, uh-huh. Stanley the Mouse, uh-huh. uh, Chan Ten who was an oriental gentleman. Oh, no. Named Chan 10 because they were appearing on Channel 10. Okay. WBNS TV. Uh, and Wonder Witch, who had a big red carrot nose just like this. Okay. And occasionally, yeah. the puppet characters would somehow grow to giant human size. Uh-huh. And they didn't have a lot of money, I guess, for costumes like you'd see at disney world so it was just essentially a sheet so like wonder witch's costume was a sheet with a giant carrot pillow nose attached (laughs) and whatever cameraman had been pressed into service that day underneath the sheet you could see the polyester dress slack (laughs) zip up ankle boots oh god Oh, I loved Lucy's Toy Shop. Did you really? Yes, I never got to go on, but they'd have children come live into the studio. And of course, the Riemann Schneider sisters got to go, and they each had a matching Lucy striped pinafore dress. I was so jealous. I would kill to, to get this footage of that. Well, that's the thing, that all of the footage was on videotape, and it all burned up in Lucy's warehouse. She had a warehouse full of puppets and videotapes, and it all burned up. There's only one episode in existence, which I have, of course. And uh, they did a reunion special in the 90s. I also have that. So So I also know something. Yes. I have a family story to share. Go on. My mother was on a taped showing of the Kukla, Fran, and Ollie show. Yes. Yes. And? That's all I know. Like She was in the audience. She might have been talked to. I don't really know. Lucky. I know, right? She would have been. My mother would have. my, My mother was a beautiful beautiful teenager like a doll baby and i've seen pictures of her as a child as a child in black and white she was Mm -hmm. an adorable like a darla from little our gang kind of yes so uh, she just would have been lovely all we ever got to do is a that panel on the greta van susteren show remember that yes (laughs) yes i do that was before her facelift she looked much prettier then. She did. I, I saw know. her the other day. She looks like an old pillow. Where'd you see her? Downtown? I saw, no, I saw her on the television tonight. Oh, yeah. She didn't yes. get. She didn't spend a lot of money on that work. No, it looked like they just kind of stretched her face out and then filled it with old dough. <laughs> <laughs> right? She just looks like a big old round thing. Not that we're judging women on their looks if they're capable journalists, which no, she is not. She, no, she's not. But she looked she looked fine for a long time. I know. I wonder she had that work done. She's I don't probably they made her do it. They probably looked like they put air sacs in her face. Well, her face. No, it looks like they took all the air out of her face. <laughs> okay. Agree to disagree. Well, Joker's got a sensational new idea for a crime because every time Gaggy makes him laugh, he gets a new idea for crime. Oh, okay. Gather round, gang, and let's hear the idea. Which is going to be a new caper that will rock Batman and Robin back on their heels to say nothing of Gotham City. Here's what we've got to do. Blah, 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 blah. In the spacious salon of spectacles in Midtown, a colorful exhibition of original models of famous inventions. I want to go to a salon of spectacles. Me too. So these are original models of the... Let's say, here we have the original phonograph, the light bulb, the original steamboat... Uh, now, since they're models, I don't know why they're under such heavy guard. Yeah, they're models, so they're not really actually valuable. Right. Unless that is actually the Kitty Hawk hanging from the ceiling. 
but here comes the Joker and his gang in the Joker's caper car. Caper car. Original. Original model. I don't believe this was part of the exhibit. I believe he's just writing it. He has a twisted sense of humor. Yes. He's a madman. Uh, As the police try to rush him, Gaggy uses his sonic scream to shatter the chandelier, Mm -hmm. which falls on the police. Yeah. The henchmen gather all the loot into the car, but guess what? As with any high-profile event in Gotham City, Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson are on the scene. Well, I would think the two confirmed bachelors would find great joy in going to the Salon, Salon of spectacles. spectacles, you bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they duck into the closet to change clothes. As you know, they're secretly Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. And uh, they confront the Joker, who's got this car whose wheels pop off to attack Batman and Robin. Well, that doesn't seem very practical. It doesn't, because they can just leap over them like gazelles. Look at that panel. Yes. Uh, but Joker observes astutely that they have yet to lay hands on him. Mm-hmm. Joker uses the ejector seat in his car. That is going to be a huge risk he's taking there because uh, you, I mean, he lands right square, all of his force coming down with, from his feet on the chest of Batman. Yes. But what if he had miscalculated? What if he was thrown against the wall, you know, or <laughs> yes. thrown into the chandelier? Now that, well, the chandelier is gone because Gaggy oh, well, screamed it out of existence. There's still the framing left. Yes. Suddenly, Gaggy attacks Robin from his flank and headbutts him right in the side. He sure does. Uh, He stuns him and immediately attempts to get Robin's mask off to uncover his secret identity. But apparently the mask is too tight to come off. I didn't know that. I I just assumed that he tied it on with silk bands. Well, that's what it looks like, but maybe there's also some kind of adhesive that... For just such a situation. I doubt it. It would be very irritating to the skin, especially to sweat on it. Robin doesn't sweat. He's a rich boy. He perspires. (laughs) Uh, Batman punches Joker in the jaw, and that's that. Uh Until they get back into their car, and clouds of smoke obscure their escape. Now, I've been punched in the jaw by someone very, very strong. When I was in junior high, I got Uh my last... My last big physical fight. Uh-huh. And ever since that fight, I've had a click in my right jaw whenever I open my mouth. It's always been there. What was the fight about? A girl? No, I don't know. It was just some guy that I got into a fight with. I don't remember what it was about. He was mean. I was mean. I was, well, I wasn't mean. I was, you I was, weren't mean. No. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even remember, remember what it was about. I just know that I was completely outsized. I mean, the, the, it was... I was stupid. You know me. I will not. I, I will like. If I perceive something to be wrong, I will stand up and and, and call it out. Uh, in this case, I don't think that I was actually perceiving anything to be wrong. I think it might have been just typical teenagers throwing words back and forth, mm-hmm. and I underestimated the power of my of my adversary, and I immediately backed down, and and then I couldn't chew food for two days, and I didn't tell my mother about it because you know. Single mom, what's she going to do? You know, and, and ever since then, I've had a click in my jaw. Uh, single mom, your mom taking a piece of cement and throwing it through the Woolworths window. <laughs> yeah, That's she, a true story. It's a true story. Um, okay. Well, the Joker's escaped, and uh, Batman explains that instead of fisticuffs, we must destroy our enemies with our rapier wit. He didn't really say that. I was just giving you some advice to your teenage self. <laughs> now... Joker has stolen all the original models at the exhibit, but Batman happens to know that there's one important model that didn't appear at the exhibit, the model of the first electric typewriter. Not the first electric typewriter, the model of the first electric typewriter. I mean, obviously this writer knows his audience, right? Well, he doesn't know anything about electric typewriters because he says the inventor is living in Gotham City. His name is Philip Perry. Uh... So they're heading over to Perry's place. Now, I just happen to know, because I'm an avid reader of trivia, Mm -hmm. that the first electrically operated typewriter consisting of a printing wheel was invented by Thomas Alva Edison in 1872 and later developed into the ticker tape printer. 
The electric typewriter as an office writing machine was pioneered by James Smathers in 1920. James Smathers was still alive in 1966, so why we felt the need to make up an imaginary person that invented the electric typewriter, I'll never know. Well, you sound as irritated as I do about well, everything. Well, come on, these things are important. <laughs> if you are intending your stories to be read for generations and generations until such a time that... Uh, a child reading this comic book will have the accumulated knowledge of the universe in their fingertips. Yes. Then get it right the first time. The writer that conceived that this idiot, the, what was the man, the first man who invented the first electronic typewriter? Perry, Perry, Philip, Philip Perry. Perry. If you can't get that fact right, then I guess it's okay in this sort of universe that you live in that you're going to assume that a, a, a something called a hall of spectacles, what's it called? A salon of spectacles. Salon of specta spectacles holds valuable models of first inventions. You're obviously reading, writing this story for a teenager who doesn't understand the value of anything. Models of inventions are therefore models. They don't actually work, or maybe even if they work, they're not valuable because they aren't the first thing. They aren't the prototype. They aren't the working thing. They are models. Therefore, they are high-end toys, and therefore they are not priceless. Philip Perry has a confession to make. Uh, his model of the electric typewriter was not the first. Someone built one six months before he did, a man named Hamilton Tyne, who also lives in Gotham City and also did not invent the first electric typewriter. <laughs> he did not invent the first electric typewriter also. So off the, the Batmobile screams over to Mr. Tyne's house, where he finds a note. Dear Batman and Robin, don't bother looking for the original model typewriter or for me. Laughingly yours, the Joker. I wish he'd written warmly. <laughs> I hate the I hate the, the closing warmly. Yes. I you know why? Because it's meaningless. It is. I put V slash R in my email signature. What does that mean? Very respectfully, but it's you know, code. Military. You put code. V slash R? Yeah. V forward slash R or yeah. Wow. Lowercase V slash uppercase R. What? Because that's the way they do it. I just copied it from someone else. Oh, wow. Meanwhile, the hardworking thieves relax in the Joker's hideout. Just, they're so delighted with Gaggy's antics. Like right now, he's got a, what do you call those things? A uh, punchy balloon. A punchy balloon? That's not what it's called. A bop a, bop a, a bippity bop? I have no idea. Bippity bop. One. I had one as a child. So did I. It was a clown. Yeah, Bozo the Clown. Yeah, it was awesome. Most famous clown in the world. Next to the Joker. Uh, so Gaggy's punching this bippity bop of Robin, and he uh, needs some more reaction from the Joker, so he kicks the base, which of course is made of lead, it looks like. And that well, it has to be the, solid. Has to be solid, and that sends the Joker into a new crime idea. Hooray! It's his best crime caper yet. That's what he said last time. I know. Uh, so he's taking a page out of the Riddler's book. If Batman and Robin can figure out the clue I've given them in this letter I'm mailing to a newspaper, you'll soon have another chance at the boy wonder in two weeks when the mail gets from one place to another and they <laughs> and then gets printed. printed in the paper. The oh, next no. day, next day. Well, this is Gotham. He probably dropped it in a local mailbox and they probably, this is probably a two paper town, excuse me, two edition town. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or that have pneumatic tubes traversing the city, because it's a very futuristic city. Sure. The next day in the Gotham Times. Dear Batman and Robin, are your wits as slow as your fists? My next original caper will be the greatest steal in history. Get the point? Ha ha. The Joker. What can that gag mean, Batman? The Joker. Is that, is that a, is that a yeah. good, good, like, bad actor? Do it, you got to crack your voice, because he's a teen. Well, I'm trying to do it like I'm a bad actor. Hold on a second. What can that mean, Batman? Good. The Joker's taunting us, Robin. He can't resist crowing over his recent successes against us. We've got to figure out this letter of his, Robin. The greatest steal in history. Wait a minute. The original city hall of Gotham City. There's a ceremony today of the Historical Society to dedicate it as an official monument. Batman, you've got it. The point in the letter. Yes, the point refers to the old city hall's steeple. I'd imagine there's 
upwards of 12 dozen buildings in Gotham City that have tall pointed steeples? Yes? You have a question, Rob. I'm raising my hand. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why this is a valuable caper. Well, because it's a historic building. What's which, he going to do? Sell it for 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 money? Uh, who? Well, that's what I don't get about art thieves, like people that try to steal, like the Mona Lisa. I mean, what are you going to do with it? Well, surely they're going to. They must have a client already in mind if they're stealing it. It's a private client, of course. Yes, yes. But you know that client can't ever like display the Mona Lisa and say, "Hey, I got the Mona Lisa." Not like that wackadoodle. What's his face with Clarence <laughs> Thomas's friend that's got all the statues of Hitler and Hitler, yeah, yeah. whatnot. I was just going to say Hitler, Clarence Thomas's friend Hitler. Oh, <laughs> that tracks, actually, yeah. 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 Uh, fellow citizens, we have the mayor of town. We know he's the mayor because he's got a morning coat and a top hat. Fellow citizens, the elements have not favored us with a sunny day, but despite the threatening clouds, we shall proceed with our dedication of this precious relic of our past. Then, incredibly... Incredibly, a rain cloud is right over top of the old city hall, and hooks come down and hook it and rip it right from its foundation. Now, if you, uh, reader or listener, if you're not going to go to their website and actually see any images from this, this is like the little house of the prairie schoolhouse you're stealing. Yeah. This is not some valuable thing like Fort Knox. This is just, it's a little house of the prairie, old wood, old-timey schoolhouse. House, yeah. yeah. Again, what's he going to do with it? Oh, maybe he's friends with our neighbor. Remember down the street, old farmer Crazy Hair? Yes, who, who dropped the the, 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 the the building right on his property? Well, I guess out of the sky? Like, all of a sudden, there's a pile of rubble in the shape of a building. Like, where, where there like never was Dorothy's a building house and Munchkin Land. Exactly. Like, like it, it just spun and it spun and spun and dropped from the sky and, and then was gone. Then, and then it was, gone. was like, What did he do? Did he burn it up? Or I don't him? No, there's no burn marks. I, it's the weird, and there was no foundation. No. Did he have it delivered and then just dropped onto his That's, property? I have to assume because it wasn't there before. Oh. There was no building there before. Farmer crazy here. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we live in a really interesting place. We of sure do. Now, like aroused tigers, the two masked crime fighters <laughs> catapult themselves into the air and grab onto the underpinnings of this building that's flying into the sky. Hooked by the Joker's Joker Copter. Joker Copter. That's a powerful copter. Uh, on a prepared site, they, which is carefully camouflaged to avoid detection from the air, the Joker has dropped the city hall down to the ground. Look at the perspective. How did he get that gigantic building picked up and carried by that toy helicopter? I, and how did all four of those henchmen get inside? Because every single one of them, except Gaggy, is taller than the helicopter. This is the first time that I've seen a panel that I've just gone, wait a second. That's not Re right. The first? Really? Well, it's not right. Yeah. Well, of course. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Now, the buffoon of burglary is still chortling when out of the city hall, <laughs> out of the valuable... Historic City Hall, Batman and Robin bust, bust the, front, the doors front doors off, off of it. the hinges. Yes. As uh, wild melee breaks out. Yes, and they start punching and punching, thud, sock. Gaggy's in on the action. He scales grabs. up Batman, a bat, <laughs> scales up the back of Batman. Yes. And covers his eyes and yes. says, Come on, I got him, boss, with his eyes covered. Crack him, crack him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, <laughs> but That's a reference to something else. With instinctive speed, the ace sleuth bends at the knee just at the moment when Joker's coming in for a punch, and Joker punched his gaggy and his ugly little face, his ugly little gigantic head. And then he takes care of the Joker. Yeah. Uh, Robin has captured Gaggy and says, "What'll I do with this one, Batman? He's dead to the world." Well, he'll be all right, Robin. He'll be in a place where they take care of all guests and watch over them 24 hours a day. And then is it, who is yelling, I get you, Batman, jail, jail, well, the Robin. gang's all here. Jail, oh. jail, the gang's all here. <laughs> Joker and Gaggy and all the other people. Ugh. Sure enough, in, uh, in due course, after all the excitement has died down and the loot recovered, uh, they're in jail, and luckily for Gaggy, there's a special window for little people where he could peer out the bars into the yard Yeah, where all the other fellows are enjoying a game of hacky sack or whatever they play <laughs> in jail. That was thoughtful of the writer. 
Uh, Joker apologizes for giving Gaggy a black eye. The end. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Gaggy has appeared again in recent days. Has he? Yes. More as kind of a psychopathic maniac, just like the Joker. Psychopathic? Is that a real word? Yeah, psychopath. Okay. Or sociopath. Yeah, yeah. sociopath. Uh, Whatever. He's crazy. Okay. Uh, Speaking of crazy. Yeah? Let's look at uh, Scooter and get that out of the way. Must we? Listen, I want to swing with Scooter. He's an adorable little British doll with tight capri pants and zip-up ankle boots. But this comic, this is why I don't like Archie comics, because this, there's 500 people that all look the same. They do. Yeah. Remember, you were sitting, you and I were sitting there having lunch. Yes. I was reading through Scooter, and yes. I said, where's Scooter? Where's Scooter? And like, so he's right there. And I was like, <laughs> he just appeared in the, in the in this his story. And he said, no, he's been there all along. I said, what? And I went back, and I looked, oh, oh, there's Scooter, there's Scooter. They all look the same. They all look like... Except for there's one fat one. Well, there's one fat one. But they're, but they're all like... They're, they look like Archie. Is the artist the same person who did Archie comics? Not the same person, but I'm sure that Scooter was... I think we discussed that Scooter was probably uh, invented to rival Archie because this would have been around the time where Archie was having animated shows on television. Oh, okay. Catch it, cash in on some of that Archie money. And, of course, Archie had his own rock band, the Archies. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, honey, honey. So what they s- needed to do and what they almost got to in this issue mm-hmm. was the Scooby-Doo model where there are four people who all look decidedly different mm-hmm. and assure a dog if you need one. But, you know, if this had been one of those formulaic uh, uh, constructs yes. uh, in a way where you have four characters yes. like Scooby-Doo and you yes. have some crazy mascot yes. wh- whatever it is and and they had the the groovy language and such and they were solving a mystery yes I would have enjoyed it yeah but instead we got this I got excited with like, this magazine of garbage <laughs> remember when the Brady kids had a cartoon and they had uh, pet pandas ping and pong no and uh talking minor bird who also had magic powers and would take them to different you are lines. making that shit up i i have it on dvd we're watching it tonight oh my god the brady kids cartoon no and i thought i knew all of the 1970s oh uh, my god Hanna barbera knockoff awful things no and then in the second season like half the kids they couldn't sign them to contracts and so it's random it was filmation so it was like the uh whoever the CEO of Filmation that did all the random announcements. Yeah. That did the uh, beginning of the Shazam TV show. Sure. It was him doing Greg's voice. Oh, you're kidding. No. Good How did Lord. you miss that? Uh, I probably had it. You might as well tell me you don't know about the Brady Brides. I know about the Brady Brides. Okay. Seven Brides for Brady. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, That's not what it's called. No. I know about the Brady Brides. Okay. You know, you've made me watch everything Brady except for that, I guess. Uh, I guess. Yeah. We're watching it tonight. Okay. Okay. I'm, say goodbye I'm to totally Battlestar on board. You know I love a little bit of a little bit of seventies kitsch. I well, not. We're gonna watch every episode, all two seasons. No, so. no, we're not. Uh, swing with scooter. <laughs> swing. <gasps> With Scooter. We have a beach scene which here. Which doesn't appear at all in this appear. issue. I would have loved to have seen, uh, you know, I would love to go to a beach and go to some little side stand and have a ice cold Coca-Cola yes. on ice and a hot dog. And they have an ice cream cone here. And they're, someone's reading a Batman comic and someone's wearing a Batman shirt. Yes, and there's and a little portable television, television. with Batman with showing Batman. on the television. Yes. Clearly, um, they're making associations to the popularity of Batman and pop culture. Yes. Now, there are 500 characters on the cover. They're all crowded around the pizza stand, and so there's no room for anyone to actually enjoy the beach. <laughs> but. That's true. That's true. I know. <sighs> oh. Speaking of. <gasps> so, oh, our timed light just came on oh, here in uh, the studio. The newly we have so studio. we have a stained glass lamp um, that I didn't know was stained glass, but I actually broke the lampshade um, in in a move, yes. and I thought it was plastic until yes. I until I was cleaning it one day and cut myself on one of the cut pieces. Wow! So that I took it to a studio, and three months later, I just got it back about two weeks ago, and and 
dusted it and placed it here, and I put it on a timer so it always comes on in the window. It took them three months to do this. She was back ordered. Uh, uh, do you know how many places actually repair and stain stained glass lamps no. within a hundred miles of us? No, one. Wow. Yes. So it was a forty-five minute drive, and I was happy that she could do it. Yeah. We're all grateful. It was in Winchester, Virginia. Well, matter. I mean, it's not a Tiffany, but it's pretty. No, but to replace it, I mean, to replace it, just to replace the shade, it's like $150. $150. Well, remember, we got this on clearance. I'm going to have to turn to crime. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so, it's lovely to have it back. Now, Scooter's in his own salon of spectacles mm -hmm. because they're at an art auction with uh, Scooter... The fat one, oh God, an old please. lady. So are you going to talk through every single page like this? Because we'll never get through this. <laughs> and there are uh, plenty of opportunities for this one girl with the long hair to have little British slang in there by calling everyone love. Oh, is she British too? Did she come with Scooter? That's Scooter's sister, Cynthia. Oh my God, you actually took the time to memorize anyone's names besides Scooter? Well, I just happened to know that because he calls her Cynthia later. In the thing. Oh, okay. Um, so on auction is this giant, uh, copy of a statue by and the world famous unknown artist, Leopold Lippi. I thought for some reason from that splash page that the statue was somehow related to the boy selling taffy, that this is all some sort of elaborate. Scheme. Yeah. There's also the fat boy is selling onion flavored taffy. Yeah. For some reason. Which is not It explained. sets up a joke later on. Yeah, oh, yes, okay. Uh, this statue is of, uh, we'll call him a husky gentleman. Yeah, he's a husky athlete. He's wearing uh, ballet slippers. <gasps> what you would think of a pro wrestler to look like. Yes. A 1980s pro wrestler, he's, not the ones right now. Right, right, right. He's got laurel wreath in his hair. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got one leg kicked up daintily, and it looks like he's just made uh, Shot a... Shot put. Well, I was going to say he looks more like Burt Lahr in The Wizard of Oz, who's just gone, duh, <laughs> with his arm. That's ah, ah, so right. Put him up. Put him up. I'm just a dandelion. Uh, so uh, the bidding is fierce and heavy. Whoever this aunt of Scooter is also wants to bid. Oh, yeah. So she bids $20. Well, you've missed the first most horrible thing in this comic, which is we're going to get a lot of um, gangsta talk. Uh -huh. right? Put 10 fish on the schnoozola. <laughs> 10 fish yeah. on the schnoozola. And right. that, listener, is what we're going to get in spades for the rest of this issue. Lots of gangster talk, like awful, just... Doity simoleons. <laughs> Don't let me hear no more boids or else. Oh, bids. 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 <laughs> now the aunt is like, oh, I do want that lovely statue so much. Uh, uh, 40 fish, I mean dollars. Uh, love. The I'm not even going to try it. Cockney accent. Yeah. The old birds really turned on that reject from a junkyard. Can't you do something? That's Cynthia trying to get Scooter to stop what's happening. Then Meanwhile, the fat kid turns over to this this gangster who's bidding, and he says, "Hey, buddy, how about chopping on a delicious piece of my onion flavored taffy on the house, buddy? I mean, for free." Hey, this is the first time I ever got anything for nothing. Thanks, kid. You're all hot. Now I'm not opposed to a savory taffy. <laughs> But, but onion, onion flavored taffy. I guess if you're a gangster and you've had a really rough life, you're going to take advantage of life's little gifts that give you free things now and again, huh? Now, I could uh, put away a bag of Funyuns. Oh, that's hell yes. Crunchy. That's not taffy. Taffy's going to stay in your mouth a lot longer than. Not only that, it pulls would. your teeth. And if you've had any dental work, you could risk having fillings pulled out and caps and whatnot. Yes, and then you'd have onion flavor all up in the cracks in your teeth forever. Oh, and the grease. Oh, oh you'd never oh, no, get a there's kiss. No fat in, there's no fat in taffy, is there? I don't know. I don't think there is. They make it with salt water. <laughs> now, so, um, this gangsta, he's chewing on this taffy. Yeah. And the, the, the auctioneer is saying, I've got $40 going once. And the gangster is trying to speak, but his mouth is, is shut. It's gummed He's up. Going, oh. And it says, translation below, I want to make it 50, but the fat kid's taffy got my kisses stuck tighter than the vaults in Fort Knox. 
So the statue is sold to Aunt What's-Her-Face. Uh, fat kid beats a hasty retreat. With onion-flavored taffy With falling onion flavored out everywhere. Taffy. Um, Cynthia says there must, that the gangster wanted it so badly. There must be something about it that we're not clued into. This is where I got excited because we pan away to a haunted house. And I'm thinking, oh, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Yes. Yep. But nope. The answer can be found in an old deserted mansion on the outskirts of town. We know it's old and deserted because the moon, the anthropomorphic moon, is hovering above and thinking thoughts. Listener, now we enter into page after page of simpleton gangster talk. Uh, So this gentleman has been trying to get that statue for 20 years to make us all rich and that Lady went and spoiled everything. So guy says, But boss, it was real ugly. It couldn't be worth nothing much. Honest, you should have seen it. Hey, Knuckles, your number is up on account of you made the boss cry. No, boss, don't cry, baby face. Stop, please, please, listen, listen. I don't know. Can we just skip forward? So let's see. Knuckles says he can get the statue back. He knows where Aunt What's-Her-Face lives. All he's got to do is... We don't know what her name is. Let's just call her Aunt Pity Pat. It's Aunt Hatta. I was just saying. Oh, okay. Um, What's her face for comic effect? Oh, sorry. It is Aunt Hatta. I see it now. It wasn't working, though. Uh, Meanwhile, back at Aunt Hatta's house, they're having a teen party where there's 600 people now crammed into her uh, sitting room, Mm -hmm. dancing the frog or whatever the teenagers danced in 1966. Oh, I have to say, I have to tell you... I miss my mother sometimes when I think about 60s dances. Yes. God, she used to just, I used to love to watch her dance. It was hilarious. Can I uh, make a video of you imitating your mother dancing and put it on the Twitter? <laughs> the kids love it. <laughs> the statue is taking up the entire vestibule here outside of the sitting room. And uh, there's a knock at the door. Which Aunt had a answers to find two gangsters. Mm-hmm. Good evening, chick. I mean, old Boyd. I mean, madam. <laughs> Me and my friend here are world famous art collectors. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, how delightful you must be here about my lovely new statue. Uh, correct the first time. We have come to snatch, I, I mean, purchase this priceless piece of art for the Babyface Benson Museum. Oh! <laughs> Hurts my voice. Nice. Come in and <coughs> join the party and we'll talk about it. So these gangsters crowd into this crowded room of teens and start dancing the mashed potato. Hmm. Or whatever they're dancing. Um, now, they uh, have offered $99.95 for the statue. Uh, and Aunt Tata is encouraged to accept the deal. From everyone within earshot. Just then, the gangster spots the fat kid who'd sold him the rotten taffy. I I truly don't know his name. I'm sure it was printed somewhere within this issue, but I don't care to look. No. Uh, So I don't think it was. You and I would have, one of us would have picked up on it. Yeah. So uh, the gangster's going to go after fat kid, and then Scooter rallies his teen friends to attack the gangsters, and they get a good old sock in the puss. They look like they've turned into a horde of zombies. They've been forced from the house, and old man Moon is gloating above them. Now, this babyface gangster leader. Yeah, babyface Benson. His reaction as a leader. Yeah. To all bad news. Yeah. Is to publicly cry. He's not a strong leader. Not a strong leader. Nope. I would have to say that's a, they should really rethink their leadership model. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now, he's got a new plan. He's going to send along his resoi- his resoives. <laughs> <laughs> Nick the Creep, Itchy Fingers, and Eraser. Mm. Itchy Fingers, I get what he does. Mm-hmm. The Eraser, obvious. Nick the Creep, what's he do? Just creep? He creeps. He makes people feel uncomfortable. Uh, the next night, twas seven months before Christmas, and all through the house not a creature was stirring except the gangsters on the roof, all dressed as Santa and elves and reindeer. Hmm. Uh, Babyface Benson. And they've hauled a sled up to the roof. Up to the roof, yes. Uh, Babyface Benson shoves himself down the chimney. There's the moon, watching it all happen. Uh, down the chimney he plummets. 
followed by some henchmen. And they go in to grab the statue and find... And it's not explained why all of the kids are asleep on the statue. Right. And why Aunt Hedda's there, too. Right. Like, no one says, Oh, great idea staying awake to, or staying here to, to guard the statue. No. No one says that. They're just all, like, clinging to the side of the statue to surprise the gangsters. I guess... Yeah, like one of the, the, you see they're sleeping on the statue. The lights are out. They're sleeping yeah. on the yeah. statue. Yeah. Unless they're also fond of the statue. They want to <laughs> make it their nests. They want to make nests in the statue. Teen nests. What is a teen nest? Just a bunch of dirty laundry piled onto crevices. On, and then they just sort of like blankets and pillows and dirty laundry. And then they just sort of like, I don't know, find a purchase and wiggle in there and just fall asleep. What? Now, these criminals... <laughs> Have been clever enough, disguised as Santa Claus, to bring along actual Christmas presents. Christmas presents, yeah. To give to these teens who have surprised them. And then what do they do? They leave. They leave. They leave. They have hauled a sleigh up to the roof. They have four four men waiting on the roof. There were at one time six people on the roof. Two men have gone down the chimney with packages. They've given presents to the teens. And now they're leaving. They, uh, the moon sums it up nicely. This story is getting more and more ridiculous. Agreed, Mr. Agreed, moon. Mr. Moon. Uh, Babyface Benson set into crying again. And uh, is just beside himself because he's been promised this clay statue, which he's been waiting for for 20 years. And he's going to give them one more chance. That's what he said last time, by the way. He said one more chance. Now he's going to give them one more chance. The next afternoon, the whole crew is dressed as Boy Scouts. These look like the guards at Camp Wackaboy. Yeah, the Jerry Lewis comics. Yeah. Uh, They knock on Aunt Hatta's door to sell. Well, Boy Scouts don't have cookies, do they? What do they sell? No, she... uh, I'm just saying, what's the, what's the pretense for knocking on her oh, door? Oh, Boy Scouts sell plants now, but oh. I don't know what they used to sell. I don't know that they used to sell anything. Knives? Bowie knives? or No. Rifles? Or no, things? honestly, I don't. Rope? Do, I don't recall ever having Boy Scouts ever have a fundraising drive. It's come in and offer to tie some sailor knots for you? I don't know. Um, they are offered some milk and cookies. Mm-hmm. And get busy trying to distract Aunt Hatta so they can steal the statue. They tie her up, drag the statue out. Well, they, they offer, they want to earn their merit badges in first aid. So they right, ask right, her right. if they can practice their bandaging. And then they tie her up and throw her into a closet. Yeah. Uh, they tie the statue on top of the car. And here comes Fat Kid walking down the street. Oh, I think we're going to get his name soon. I remember... The car, yeah. Oh, I think his name is Fatso, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, they capture him, shove him into the car. They go back to the haunted house. The moon comments on it. Yeah, I wish I could stick around and see what happens. Moon says, "What moon choice does says, Moon have?" Well, he he's circling the Earth forever. Well, he they, he he can stick around, see what's happening. Yeah, yeah. He'll be back in, what, 12 hours, 24 hours? (laughs) Uh, Now, I'm going to take a break because we get a lot of good information here in the Scooter Scoops column. Oh, okay. Uh, The Beatles. I have a little bit about the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul McCartney has been dating Jane Asher. Might be marriage bells in the future. George Hamilton is just married. Yes. Oh, best man at the wedding of George. I'm sorry. No, Brian Epstein was the Beatles manager. He was best man at the wedding of George Harrison, not George Hamilton. Sorry. Yes. To Patty Boyd. Yes. Ringo and John were having a smashing time in the West Indies the when stone, George tied the knot, but the Paul made the scene. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to talk over you there. Uh, yes. Go ahead with the stones. The stones are making it big with college audiences. The Who and the Kinks uh, were only kidding when they said they were feuding, fussing, and fighting. David McCallum, our groovy guy from Man from Uncle, is recording an album of John Lennon's poems. I wonder if that was ever made and released. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to find out. 
Um, Paul McCartney's father's a band teacher. The Rolling Stones made a smashing success with I Want to Hold Your Hand. What? Yeah. In fact, it was the number one, made them so popular with teen audiences. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, what else did I want to say? Uh, the Turtles. Cher finally came out with the truth and admitted she really didn't like the song her hubby Sonny wrote for her. It turned out to be one of her biggest hits. Bang, bang. I don't remember that song. Oh. Uh, can you refresh my memory? Well, I know it starts with bang, bang. Okay, all right. Uh, is Gary Lewis dating Sally Field? <laughs> um, uh, Dino, Desi, and Billy okay, are, okay, are okay. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Dino Martin, son of Dean Martin, is a great-looking tiger like his famous dad. He digs girls, too, but is not looking to get serious. He rules out chicks who overdo the makeup bit. <laughs> Nick's on false lashes, mascara, and too much perfume. Let him loose, though, and he's a gas on the guitar. Desidero Alberto Arnaz IV. Arnez. Arnez, sorry. The 12-year-old cat who digs older women. Dates chicks, but likes them to be feminine. He feels the same way about Dino when it comes to makeup on birds. Is this, is this target for this particular column women? I don't know. Anyway, Dino, Desi, and Billy. Of course, Desi Arnaz Jr. and Dino... Martin and Billy was just their high school friend. They had a little band, didn't they, mm-hmm. when they were teens? Uh, what was their hit? Tell someone that you love them. Ooh, tell someone that you love them, and you'll be fine. Um, John Provost of Lassie fame, remember him? Nope. Well, he's making it big with his new Yeah Yeah image. He's a DJ now on station WLOX LA. The guy's really got something, and chicks are getting clued into it pretty quick. (laughs) This is what astonished me. Okay. Uh, Batman and Robin are on TV now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Robin, played by Burt Ward, who is five foot eight inches tall. I thought he was way shorter than that. Me too. That must have been that Adam West was six four. We see six three. Wow. In real life, Adam West is six three. Six three. Wow. I would never have known that. No, no. I thought he was like all Hollywood actors, just short little fellas. Sure, of course. <sighs> well, we'll dig you next time with more Scooter Scoops. Can't wait. That was the best thing of the whole issue. Uh, so the gangsters now have the statue. They are firing at it with machine guns. And what do you think is inside? Counterfeit plates to yep. make money. So that's why Babyface wanted this statue. Yes. Uh, they get ready to try out the plates. They affix them to their printing press. And the foist phony bill goes to our beloved gang leader. And what is it? It is Nazi money. It's Nazi It's got printed. the face of Hitler on it yes. and a swastika. Yeah. I, that can't be used in the 1960s. No, because this would have been like 20 years. Yeah. I yeah, mean, this definitely. might go over in certain circles today, but uh, it's not legal tender. Well, Clarence Thomas might have appreciated it. Sure. Mm. We're probably going to go to jail, aren't we? What? I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Babyface is crying again, and uh, Fatso offers to give him some money. I guess Fatso is uh, rich. Because he says, all you have to do is hold me for ransom, and you'll have all the money you need. Okay. Uh, so they celebrate Fatso. They write a ransom note. No, they decide that they're going to write a ransom note, and then they realize that not one of the adults <laughs> in the room knows how to write. Nor can they read. Right? Okay, that's... a. Great for a criminal organization. So Fatso decides, okay, cool it down, buddies. I'll write the ransom note for you. Yep. He writes the ransom note not to his family but to his friends. Hell, oh, because his father's cut him out. His yeah. father says he bought his, what, 1,000th Beetle plate? He said something? I don't know. He, he spent all his money on records. Help, buddies. I'm being held for 10 big ones by the baby vase mob in the big house on Creepy Bird Lane. Come and get me. So then we have the, the gang assembled in, ba- in band formation. Yes. You know, on this page. 
Um, and Aunt Hatta is saying, um, children, I, I hope you'll help me look for my statue. I must have mislaid it when I was cleaning the house. Is she an idiot? Yes. Okay. Yes. Just Everyone then, in this comic is an idiot. Just, just then we lose a valuable member of this of these friends. Unfortunately, who gets hit not. in the back of the head with a brick. Yeah, but no, he's still alive. So. But, that, but that would have killed someone or at least right. sent them to the hospital. No, it just gives him stars whirling swirling on his face. Yeah. Uh, they read the note and decide that they must rescue Fat So. Uh, whoever this... A faceless woman with black hair says she's got $10,000 in petty cash. So they decide to take her money and go off on a scooter and a car. An yeah. open air car. Uh-huh. A plein air. <laughs> a car. And, and they go to the haunted house with the moon. With the its moon is still there. Yeah. The uh, moon says these kids must be off their rockers. Don't they know these goons are dangerous criminals? Uh, and, and then you, uh, Scooter... Says exactly yeah. the same thing the moon Scooter's said. Scooter's got some sense. He says, "We those these are dangerous criminals. We've got to have a plan to go in. Swing an idea, love. Uh, so they don't want to call the police because that's going to make the goons do something like shoot Fe- Sylvester. That's his Where name. Is he? Where is he? Sylvester? Bottom panel. <gasps> what can we do to save Sylvester? Oh, my goodness. So they form a human ladder. Oh, so this is a good thing why there's 500 of them. Because if there was just four, they never would have got up to the third floor there like they're doing. And then they go into these rooms and grab sheets. Yes. Off of beds. Yes. And then it's decided that it's time for all the gangsters and Sylvester to turn in for the night. Right. And since they all live in a haunted house, apparently they all sleep Two by two. Well, I was going to say, it's a good thing. There's lots of extra beds for these children to get sheets because all the gangsters sleep all together, shirtless, in the same bed. Well, they they couple up. Well, they couple up, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, they thruple because here comes uh, babyface Bugsy. He's going to come in and get in bed with these two. Okay. Uh, Oh, here's five in a bed. There's five in a bed. Well, they're all crowding in, but I do believe that they actually don't. They don't actually sleep by themselves. They sleep in. They've coupled up. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, maybe it's because they're scared of the ghosts. They all run into Fraulein Maria's room. High <laughs> on the hill was a lonely girl. Oh no, that's oh. What the lonely goat herd is the puppet show. It's it's um. That's the puppet show of the movie, but in the play, my that's favorite thing, thunderstorm. Oh no! Yes. My favorite things was uh, the thunderstorm in the movie, but in the play, it's on the go hurt. Yeah. Don't tell me my Broadway history. (laughs) So the... You know, I like the movie a lot more than I like the play. You know, I do too. (laughs) Um... The, we missed you telling each other to be quiet. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. Did you miss us while you were away on your honeymoon? We missed you telling each other to be quiet. <laughs> the shirtless gangsters race down the hallway, crash into each other, being chased by the children in sheets. And down they plummet down the stairs into the waiting arms of the police force. <laughs> They are relieved to be saved by the police. They say, oh, cops, boy, are we glad to see you. Save us, save us. There's a real live ghost after us. And he says, here must be cracking up baby face. Those aren't ghosts. Those are teenagers. That's worse than ghosts. Tell me about it. The baby face recoils in horror at who, who deservedly so, whoever this blonde one is, who has a face like a monster. <laughs> The one, the, the, the one that got hit in the head with the brick. The one that got hit in the head with the He has a monster face. He looks like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Yeah. Uh, well, all's well that ends well. There's a reward for the babyface gang, and Sylvester insists that he uh, deserves part of the award. Uh, babyface says, I deserve part of the reward because if it wasn't for me, you never would have been kidnapped. The end. Ha <laughs> ha! I can't figure out who this is for. It's... Too sophisticated for little children who would mm-hmm. be reading like Jerry Lewis. It's not sophisticated enough for teenage. Well, maybe 13 to 14. Maybe, but they're, it's almost like they're trying to do it to girls. Like it's supposed to be kind of a romance, but there's no romance. There's 
just not. It's Wait, not, I it think doesn't I, track I think it, for teenagers. I think, I I think it's for preteens. I think it's. I think I understand what it is. I think it's like uh, ten to twelve year olds. Yes. Who fantasize about the freedom and excitement that teens experience once they get to drive. And once they get to have some independence, notice that there is no there are no responsible adults around here, right? Right. It's the teens solving the crimes or the teens solving and leaving out the cops until the very end. So I think this is constructed for preteens whose fantasy life revolves around what it might be like for them when they become a teenager without the restrictions of their parents. And therefore, that is the sort of world that we're in right now. Well, I get. I don't that. sound anything like Glenn Weldon, um, obviously, <laughs> but uh, but I think that's what it is. I get that with Archie, but Archie was all centered around the high school, and so I could see that preteens would say, "Hey, look how exciting high school is!" And all the hijinks and Betty's and Veronica's things. Well, how many issues of Scooter have we actually read? Two. This is the third. The third. Yeah. And I don't remember any of them taking place inside a school. No, that's what I'm saying. I could see how the appeal of Archie to a preteen because that's actually happening in the world and they can imagine themselves going to high school. Is Scooter in this issue because he's come to school or is he visiting during the summer break? He is visiting the United States to start his music career and I don't know that they're in school. They might be on uh, the summer between high school and college. I don't know. I don't know. It's or not clear. care. I'm not going to uh, investigate any further. But I do think that this is written for the preteen audience or the the young teen audience who don't yet have access to a car, and therefore that sort of free uh, makeup, do whatever you want to do, have fun, carefree adventures, laugh, sing, party, and such with very little adult supervision is the sort of fantasized version of the world that this is geared toward. That presupposes that anyone in this comic is having fun, which is not the truth. Well, they are having it. Look at them smiling on that last panel. Malibu is the name of the ugly face kid. Oh, okay. Well, he's got to be taken to the urgent care. Well, they didn't have urgent care back then. No, they didn't. Taken to the emergency he needs room. to call the ambulance. He got hit in the back of the head with a brick. Yes. A brick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, um, I guess we can investigate why we're still talking about Archie in the current day and we're not talking about Scooter. Scooter doesn't have a CW show, does he? Nope. I think that's probably a nice little project for you. I couldn't care less. Is it? I couldn't either, but someone's going to write in and tell us Oh, probably within 24 hours. Oh, if we could only read that next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week... In between now and next week, you can find us on social media at GoGoJackPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast downloads from. Or if you stream, that's fine, too. We don't care. You can still rate and review. And we'll be back next week. Indeed, we will. Whoopee! Whoopee! Until then, bye! Bye!